Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. I'm Trisden. And I'm Ray. What we hope to do here is find a little bit of middle ground on some of these extremely polarizing social and political issues. Welcome everybody to Extreme Common Sense. What's up, Ray? Hello, Tristan. Good to see you. Yeah, it's been a while. It has been so long since we've been here to do a show. Mm. Or has it been one minute? I don't know. Time is, you know, just a concept. Since the pandemic, I don't really believe in time anymore. There you go. Yeah, it's it, just... It was a weird two years. It was like it It was six years and it didn't count at all at the same time. Like mm-hmm. it was bizarre in my mind. Yeah, it's strange. It's yeah. almost like my mind now has my entire life is like BP and AP. It's like... Before pandemic and after. Oh, it was it's a, totally it, different. It was definitely an odd couple of years. And I, I don't know, man. I guess it's like kicking up again, but apparently it's not as virulent. And um, I saw where to- Toyota in Georgetown, Kentucky went to all masks for staff. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I wonder if that's got to do with their, uh, what I would assume to be Japanese hierarchy and heritage. Yeah, possibly. Of Toyota. Um, yeah. Just because it feels like uh, those countries are do take you know even like lesser things more serious with the masking and just trying to not spread germs. Well, uh, we, there's actually an employee at Galaxy, Danny, who's a huge. Um, uh, a, uh, I can't think of the game he plays. It's a fighting game, but he travels to tournaments, and he said that you know uh, Asian folks have been wearing masks yeah, for years. I remember long, it long before two decades ago. Yeah, long before sure. uh, COVID. So yeah, that's possible. Yeah, interesting. So, um, pretty cool show coming up today, I think. So, I, I like having guests, but this, I think, is definitely up there. One of my favorite guests, uh, Jamie, who is the co-host of True Crime Cast with his buddy, John, who accepted my friend request this week. Nice. So, uh, and uh, he, Podcasting royalty. Podcasting royalty. And, um, yeah, so he, he won't tell me any of the secrets to make this show a success, <laughs> but at least he is kind enough to come on and, and talk about what it's like to actually have listeners, That's which cool. is pretty cool. Yes, it is. I'm sh- I, I imagine one day we'll hit three, and, and when we have our third listener, I mean, we're going to have to have a party and okay. really celebrate. We can get you karaoke karaokeing at Galaxy. Oh, man. We should do, you should do, I mean, it's kind of tough to ask you to come out and do karaoke at Galaxy. That's like asking me to go to Wallingford and, you know, spend an hour. But but we really should get together and do something like that. I've been trying to get our next guest once he gets here to uh, to go out and do something fun like that for like three years. And I can never, never goes out. Never wants to go do karaoke. It's just a shame. Maybe one day. But uh, so what's been going on, man? Big week? Any, anything new in uh, in race neighborhood? No, weather's been nice. Grass still growing. Yeah, although it did get a little dry. But it was a little droughty before we finally a had some droughty. Rain. Yeah, yeah, uh, warm, yeah, warm. Pretty toasty. Feels like the driest, hottest summer in a while. But or maybe it's just yeah. You forget over winter and then it hits I, I again. And I think that's at least part of it. Yes. Yeah. Summer is hot. You know, it just is. Indeed. So this is kind of ridiculous. I I was backing out of my garage the other day, and uh, flat tire. So I had to switch vehicles. So yeah. So I was actually getting that fixed just before the show today, and. Um, I had to go to work. Uh, one of our coworkers is leaving. One of our news girls, and so we had like a little celebration. News woman, please. No, sorry. <laughs> a news dame. A news dame. News leaving. Dame. See, and uh, <laughs> the news chick. And uh, I get to the Mexican restaurant. We're eating Nuevo Vallarta. I'll give them a shout out because they're the best local. That's what you know. a lot of people say. Yeah. And El Mejor also very good as far as Richmond goes. They're they're the two. But um, 
the table was set up with all my entire staff. And uh, I had to sit at the end, like the head of the table, which kind of sounds nice. But when all the chairs are full, there's no room for you. And that's kind of the, you ever be stuck at like the end of the table with the no room? Right. Yes, I have actually. Not fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair point. And here, here's one. And, and one of the guys that was there, our, our engineer, I can't even think of his name. Oh, great. Yeah. So That's nice. who needs the full uh, yeah. name and the story? But he, uh, he's wearing the sidearm at the, oh, at the Mexican restaurant wow. watch. And now, you know, I'm a gun owner. Our guest, Jamie, when he gets here as a gun owner, probably carries one in his truck as most people locally do. But isn't it just one step a little weird when you just have it on your sidearm, like Wyatt yeah, fucking herb? Yeah. Now, again, put that thing under your jeans. You know, Marshall I don't Dillon. mind you having it, but you're really, it says a lot. I think when you're showing it to everybody, I've known a few radio engineers in my life and there are some different cats. Yeah. Yeah. So like smart and different. Yeah. Smart and different. Yeah. Yes. They are eccentric. I believe <laughs> eccentric indeed. But, well, man, uh, should, right. should we bring Jamie on it, and, and talk some true sure. fucking crime sure. today? Thank you. Oh, Jamie. Welcome. Wonderful timing. You got behind that microphone so fast. You know, I... cool Papa Bell of, of yes, podcasting. Yes. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I heard you guys at the at the top of the show talking about how uh, you, you just recorded a few minutes ago. I feel like you either feel like you live here or you feel like you never, ever, ever see each other. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way we feel. That's, it's like yeah, we record really every day point. or we don't record for a month. Yeah, right. There's that's nothing in between. Point. That's right. That's funny. Yeah. It's enjoyable though. It's nice to nice oh, to yeah. get together. And and Jamie, I, we probably mentioned this on your last podcast, but this is where I would come in when you hosted the morning show on 1067 The Pinnacle. Yeah. And I would sit in and we would chat, which ironically enough was also, you know, when I first started at Wallingford a hundred years ago, Ray hosted the morning show on what was 1067 The Fox, and I would sit in with him occasionally on the morning. So this is very full circle for yeah, me to funny. have both you guys in the same room that I've sort of not co-hosted, but definitely yeah. filled in and enjoyed uh, with you guys. So that's great. Yeah, it was always a good, good time. And it feels like you uh you making moves to try to try to get here. I just feel like a lot of like, our conversations were similar to I feel like what you all talk about here. You forced me yeah. into political conversations on the radio. Right. Which, oh, Tristan did? Love. Oh, yeah. yeah. I could yeah. see that. It was so good. Which he loves. I think it was Monday mornings, too. Great way to start the week. That's Monday funny. mornings having a nice political conversation because it's, you know, because politics <laughs> aren't divisive and people take them so casually. Yes. And it's like a stress relieving type of conversation. I think it's what you want to listen to on your way to work. Monday morning when you're yeah. already in a great mood driving into work. Let's hear what some asshole I disagree with politically thinks about something. Yeah. I, uh, our audience, I'm sure, was massive. Yeah, for there's that. no doubt. There's no doubt. Yeah. And obviously the owner never listened because he completely disagreed with my politics. So he would have had That's me. That's an uh, excellent point. Not, not on the show. I guess he wasn't a fan. Uh, so, so, Jamie, what's it like? I mean, you've got two podcasts. First of all, let's start with um, uh, True Crime Cast, which is probably the one, if you're famous, is the one you're famous for. But tell us a little bit about that and then tell us a little bit about your other podcast as well. Yeah, True Crime Cast is a uh, obviously what it sounds like. We were never expected to have any listeners, so we were like, "What can you Google to get a true crime podcast to come <laughs> up?" True Crime Cast—that's literally how we named it to try that's to get uh, search cast. engine optimization or whatever. <laughs> uh, but we cover a different. Uh, well, now two. We cover two different cases every week. We have a thirty to forty-five minute episode on Tuesdays, and uh, ten minutes or less for a commute or between meetings on Fridays. They are cases from all over the world, from locally here in our town to, 
I don't know, famous serial killers. So nice. we've been doing that for five years. Wow. Five years. Does it feel like five? No, it doesn't. It still feels like we're figuring it out. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. But it's very, very popular. Yeah, it's going well. Um, it continues to grow, which is awesome. You know, you see those plateaus every now and then, or I don't know, seasonality comes into it. And maybe there's a certain time of year when people don't listen, you get kind of bummed. But So what is an average week of downloads for you guys? Thirty-five to 40,000 downloads, I think, oh, a week. great. Yeah. And I don't know why, like, I don't know, like, I've always wondered that about podcasts. How many new listeners are we getting and how many people are just listening to this week's episodes? Oh yeah. Which I can look at that, but why are, why are we still getting episodes or downloads on episodes we released five years ago? Like how many people are actually listening to that? Which we feel, which we recorded in like a broom closet or something. (laughs) Right. I wonder if that's uh, people who are discovering you who go back to the beginning. Yeah. yeah. That's probably what it is. I just have a hard time believing that that many people, that many new people can discover somebody, discover a new podcast so this every kind of week or so. Question. Do you go back and listen to any of them? Do you see improvement? Do you hear anything different? It's or? very rare that yeah. I listen to True Crime Cast. I just can't. Like, I'll, I'll sit there and pick myself apart the entire time. Okay. I have checked for audio quality, and that's obviously gone up and up since we got, we recorded here for a long time. We've in got studio a studio in Berea with, uh, with Troy here at Front Porch Studios. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, yeah. he was such a big help to us when we got started, um, not only with studio space, but just advice. He He's a, sure. he's a podcast. He's a, pro. He's he's a, a guy. Pro, yeah. Yeah. Pro podcast. So that was awesome. Um, but as far as the quality, I do feel like we've, you find things that work, you find things that don't based on reviews or just people telling you Yeah, and right. kind of hone right. in on what's good. Like saying themselves. Themselves saying S- Illinois, S- saying escape uh, oh, is a good escape. one. Escape. I swear most of our negative reviews are about the way we talk. <laughs> and I'm just like... <laughs> We're talking about murder, and you're worried about yeah. my grammar. Well, let's okay. worry about the I felt yeah. the comma placement in your vocal yeah. pronunciation. Yeah. So tell it's us funny. a little bit. So obviously, I th- the the whole show of questions that I put together were more true crime related, just yeah. because I've sort of become a bit of a true crime junkie. Mm-hmm. But before, oh, we, have you? Yeah, oh, unfortunately, cool. it's a huge genre, man. Yeah, People and I never, it. I hated it. I used to Why tell my I, wife, like, I would say, well, "You're a psychopath. Why are you, you watching know, Snapped? Yeah. What's that? It? Your I, wife's big on it." Oh, loves it. Mm. And so I would like, this lasted for the first decade we were together. I would just say, what is wrong with you watching? How can you watch this stuff? Mm-hmm. And then 10 years later, I just start slowly like, wow, that is pretty fascinating. Yeah, it wow, is. Wow, what about, oh, that's wild. And then now it's like a guilty pleasure that I do. We probably watch four or five that's know, awesome. random shows a week. But yeah, before we get too deep in that, what about Bless Their Hearts, which is also extremely uh, well Produced show. Yeah, we like started Bless Their Hearts probably two and a half years in just to give ourselves a break from talking about murder. It felt like all of our time <laughs> together was like trying to figure out who killed people. So. You like the Scooby-Doo team. Very the much. The whole time. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So we decided to be more Shaggy and Scoob instead of the serious <laughs> right. people. Um, <laughs> it's really just to have a good time. We kind of embrace our Appalachian and Southernness and talk cool. about our redneck stories and have uh, fun movie brackets or just break down movie quotes. Like That's it's, awesome. it is as silly as it can be. Uh, that one's probably seven to 800 downloads a week. That's awesome. So um, again, much better than we expected it to ever be, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, not where true crime yeah. cast is. Yeah. That's awesome though. Well, and I think too, you guys are very talented, but also like, it just feels like you got in at a great time to be talking true crime Yes. And like, so when you, ha- when you combine like all the elements of a really good show, really good guests and a really good topic, I mean, that's like the perfect storm. Like with, with uh, extreme common sense, you have neither a good show nor good topics, <laughs> nor good hosts. Yeah. So, you know, we take what it's we can tough. get. 
It is. It's, it is much the harder. Triple Crown. <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's what we should call. We're like no. Ted None Williams' brother. <laughs> we're Jed Williams. <laughs> Tommy Aaron. Yeah, we're, yeah. Well, Tommy Aaron was a major leaguer. I don't. Again, I yeah, would not but, put us in that. Then, then don't quote me on this, but I believe the trivia question is: These brothers have the most home runs in Major League Baseball history. It's <laughs> the Aaron. Great. <laughs> Hank has seven fifty-six, and Tommy has three. Nice. Now he hit three Major League homers. But and he did I, I would trade my legs. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. three more than I've hit. I would yeah. take that. So they've got like 759 between them, and Hank has 756. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, it's great. great. There's and some of the best <laughs> baseball quotes of all time are the guy like that was like the the bench player in 1961 and said, you know, Maris and I combined for 65 yes. home runs this yes, year. Yes, I yes. always love that always cracks me up. But let me ask you, it's it's interesting. So you I don't think you. I don't think you said this just for the sake of the show or Jamie's benefit. So you, your wife was into true crime, and you thought it was just like horrible, either a wasted abhorrent. Time or because it, it would stress me out when I would watch it. Like I would sit down and watch it. Would give me anxiety to just watch like people killing each other, and then you know. And I think it's changed a bit in the in the more later years. Man, they would show you a lot of it on TV. Yeah. Like they would show the body and maybe blur out the penis, or you know, if a girl was naked, you know her parts that you wouldn't show, but it was pretty graphic and still to a degree is, but man, I just had no interest in that for the longest time. And then the pendulum swung. You know what? I remember the night I was, um, I was, uh, she had her brother and sister-in-law in visiting. I just went upstairs just to hang out by myself before bed. And I, and a, a, a true crime show came on and it's um oh I can't believe the name is not immediately coming to me, but it was a show where the two women would solve cold cases. And it's a true show where they would like take an old case, investigate it, and um, you know, hopefully find some closure right. and some answers. Yeah. And I was fascinated by that. So it was kind of like a a Coke Zero of true crime, like yeah, where yeah. they just sort of went in and tried to actually solve it. I was like, man, this is so fascinating. And from that I kind of grew into a pretty big fan. Now I've listened to tons of Jamie shows also, and you know, huge fan of Thanks, what man. you guys Appreciate do. Appreciate that, but oh, of course, but it's uh, yeah, but just so many little factors. After I got into it, just you, you, the pendulum sort of does swing, and you kind of once you're in, you're in. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you can't there, get out. There is no um, casual interest in that topic. I right. don't think either you're all about it or you don't like it. Yeah, ah, interesting. It's also fascinating. You mentioned your wife uh, was into it, but you weren't. I would say 70, maybe 75% of our listeners are female. So I I always feel weird. Yeah. Like, hey, we're two male hosts of this uh, genre that's all female. I've got a niece who absolutely loves it. And and, uh, yeah, she's just all in. Cold Justice. That's the name of the show. There you go. Sorry. Good. Thank you. I like to remember things two minutes after it's relevant. That's good. I I didn't know that was the name of the show. I thought you were trying to come up with a new show, and that's a great name. Let's name the new bad. show. Just they already Cold used Justice. it. Yes, it's way too so, bad. Yes, but big fan of that show. And it's uh, funny, Jamie. I uh, my wife and I took a trip to London, uh, twenty eighteen, I think. London, Kentucky. Uh, no, of course. actually, London, 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 England, and <laughs> and uh, we had some different things uh, that we toured. You know, we went to Stonehenge, which was cool, which isn't London, but uh, you know, Windsor Castle, whatever, whatever. But like the coolest thing we did wasn't planned we came across it on the street was a jack the ripper tour yep That's and cool. it was it was so cool because you're in the freaking buildings and the bar i think it was the three bells is still there wow. the bar is still there yeah. That's amazing now it is somewhat contingent upon your the, the young host was great i mean he was right. real good the, the host of the trip but uh yeah it was very cool the jack the ripper tour was extremely engaging so i guess it's all kind of related 
It really yeah, is. And I, I was hoping that's where you're going when you brought up London. And yeah. I can't imagine just yeah. standing knowing, like, there was a body right there. Exactly. Right? Maybe the most famous killer in modern exactly history. Right. Yeah. I do that every time I go to the Middlesbrough Mall. Yeah. There was a guy that was beat to death, and I can't walk. That's a weird sidebar, but I don't walk the Middlesbrough Mall now without thinking, yeah, that's where that guy died. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. No, that's yes. that's weird, that's, weird that's, weak sidebar. But yes, to your point, in a famous crime, yeah. that is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Historic. Yeah. So here's a question for you. And and Ray, you're not a huge true crime guy, right? Like I'm sure you have a, everybody yeah, no, has a I, passing I, interest. Well, Jamie does a great job on the podcast and I've listened to several and it is very interesting, but yeah, I'm not right. I'm not huge. Right. Well, this is one of the things that I've started to notice. And I think Jamie, you probably have more of this than me, but I know one of the things that you and I have always consistently talked about are pet peeves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the pet peeves that I've, had recently in like the last couple of weeks of watching some of these shows and I've always noticed it, but I've really noticed it. This is my big one is that the women don't leave the psychopathic husband. Yeah. It's like, they'll catch him brutally raping someone. And the wife was like, oh, I felt like I could change him mm. or like he beat their dog to death with their, his bare hands. And they're like, there was definitely a sign that I should have left when he beat the dog to death in front of my two-year-old daughter with his bare hands. But we tried to make it work. Like what's wrong with these people, Jamie, tell yeah, me that's, that's really tough. Um, a lot of it, I think there, you get into gaslighting and things like that. Um, I don't know, the dependency issue, like why don't people leave abusive relationships when it seems obvious from the outside, they should, but emotionally, why are you looking at me so when you say that? Separate. I, I'm, I why aren't you looking at Ray when you say that? <laughs> we got a lot to talk about after we get off. The well, fair enough. But <laughs> yeah, just psychologically separating yourself in that situation, especially when they convince you that it's like your fault. Like it's yeah. it's just so tough to right. get away from. Right. Well, they are expert manipulators. I mean, yeah, I guess absolutely. they have to be yeah. so. But obviously, from the outside looking in, you're just like you just want to shake them. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. And there's almost, we talk about it every week, but there's almost always signs of whether it is with the spouse or with a teacher or a boss. It's like, why didn't somebody say something like you could have prevented. And those are the worst when you see a situation where somebody gets caught, but they get away with it somehow. And then they kill five more people. Like those five people are on you. They're, They're on you for that decision you made. And that's hard to say, but it's, it's, I don't know. It's just heartbreaking. Is it going to be a new uh, kind of exploration of these young shooters that we've seen so many of lately? Because they all sort of fit a kind of similar demographic. They do. They're, you know, 18 to 21, 22. They're kind of loners. I mean, that, you know, you hate to profile based on a physical appearance, but that kid they arrested uh, after um, uh, the 4th of July shooting, my goodness, he was... um, you know, Highland Park, he was kind of a odd looking kid. Well, uh, there yeah. again, you know, the dad was, oh, I, I forget some of the stories about the father, but they were pretty, like, there were signs from this young man. Right. Yeah. There were yeah. signs. So, Jamie, do you have anything over the course of studying true crime and, and the show? Do you have pet peeves, stuff that just drives you crazy that when people make the same mistake or? Oh, about in the cases themselves. My my pet yeah. peeve is, and it's tough to to, I don't know, I feel like. Police officers are like referees in sports. If you don't notice them, they're doing a good job. Absolutely right. Yeah. But on so many cases we Absolutely cover, the right. police like really screw it up, whether it's not like, mm. all you got to do is keep people out of the crime scene and you're going to get so much more stuff, but they don't do that. Sure. Or they make That's assumptions that it was, I'm working on 
investigating a case right now, which has been really a different experience, but uh, there was just there, the assumption was it was an accident or it was a suicide. So you don't collect the necessary right. information. So I guess I get most frustrated when the police don't do their I job think up the front. Best example that yeah. we'd all be familiar with was OJ's trial. Yeah. I mean, the police sort of got in the way of that investigation. Yeah. Yep. You know, yeah, that's very a much. great point. Yeah. yeah. So that's very frustrating to see that happen. But again, on the cases where police do a good job, I feel like we don't mention them. Right. right. So sure. I think so they're unseen. For me, I need yeah. to say, you yeah. know what? The police did a bang up job there, on this yeah. one. That, yeah. And that's, and that's you know, 90% that. yeah. probably. It's, yeah. But those 10% men are so nervous. Right. And it just right. jumps off the page. It's yeah. so hard to see. <laughs> so that's what's great. the case that you guys are looking into? Too? Yeah. So there was, there was a missing, not a missing person. She was found and she passed away from my hometown of Harlan. And our Friday shows are true crime to go. They're 10 minutes or less. I thought, you know what? This this is a recent case. It's local. I can maybe just get some information from some people she worked with or something like that. The next thing I know, I get a package at my door, which somebody told me they were sending it. It didn't just show sure. up. But I've got like rape kits, autopsy reports, oh police statements, audio files wow. of interviews with suspects. And I've been going through that the last couple of weeks That's and trying awesome. to write it up. Yeah. So I finished kind of That's an wild. outline yeah. today, actually, at lunch and sent it to an advocate for this individual who was killed to see, am I missing anything? Am I off on whatever? So this is the deepest I've been in, like, mm. actual material and Love trying that. to figure out what happened. But it's also creepy. Like, it's yeah. like I know some of the names of people involved. and I'm, Oh, my God. I've spoken to several local people who give me similar stories, but they don't know each other. So it's like, right. wow. But there's that much smoke. Is there fire? I don't know. But And see, I'm like, mm. I think I'd even mentioned it to you one time. I would love to do that with the local uh, girl in Berea that went missing, but was obviously murdered. Brooklyn Farthing. Brooklyn. Yeah. And I would love, because I interviewed her sister for uh, my day job. I would love to dive into that. Yeah. I would think that would be so much fun to really, to interview some folks and, you know, if you could get some of the yeah. actual, you know, the evidence and, and just see, you know, because here's the thing, she was murdered, her body's somewhere in Madison County. Everybody knows it, but you, you don't know it at the same time. Yeah. Everyone's innocent until proven guilty. I would love to have that box on her and to be the one to sort of bring that, bring her killer to justice. And you know, that's what got me into this. There was a, a podcast called up and vanished where this, reporter was he just googled cold cases in georgia and he picked one and he started doing a podcast about it and before you know it everybody in that town's talking about it and within six months it breaks open somebody finally says i know who did it how about that arrests are made people are in prison for it and that podcast was fascinating to watch that develop i don't know that i'm cut out to be that investigator to right because of course he was getting harassed he was getting sure like he was part of the investigation. Like his podcast was part of the trial. So, wow. mm. um, but something like that with Brooklyn, and we we at first said we weren't going to cover that because it was local and our names are on the show. And right, if, he, if they're going to kill her, why wouldn't they come after us or whatever? We ended yeah. up covering it. We didn't mention the names of the suspects because right. there's no official documentation. We also don't want to get sued. Yeah. So uh, we have covered that one, and we continue to follow it. I. I still think that's one that could be solved. It's just the body. I think, I think yeah. they know who did it. I think they know how they did it. I think they have everything, but where he went with the body and until they can pull that yep. out, it's, and it's still just even to this day, just very hard to send somebody to prison without a body. Yeah. Is there a, are you familiar? Obviously there is a number, but are you familiar with the number of murders relative to um, unsolved 
So if there's 100% is the murders, how many go inside? Right. I, I, I don't know nationally. I know it varies varies very much by area. I think a good solve rate is probably around 70%. So, there's so quite a few there are that, quite a few people that get away with it. Yeah. And one question that I've often posed that I'll ask you guys, is it better to put somebody in prison that's ultimately innocent or to move forward and or, or to let somebody you know is the killer stay out of prison? So is it better to convict an innocent person or to let a guilty person go? Which well, is worse or better? I mean, I think America's justice system is based on they'd rather see 10 guilty men get uh, get free or, or go free than convict one innocent man. I mean, that's where, because like, in, I believe I'm right about this. In England, it's you're guilty until proven innocent. In America, you're innocent until proven guilty. So there you have to prove your innocence. Here, a prosecutor has to prove your guilt. So the bar is a little bit higher there. So I think the system was designed to to be fair to now that said, obviously there are still people convicted who are right. innocent. But uh yeah, I, I, I think Yeah, I agree. I think that's the yeah. way it's set up. But is that right? I, well, my opinion, I would definitely rather see a murderer free than an innocent person in prison. And the reason I right. say that is because and you do see a lot of sociopaths that do not have a sense of feeling, but I do still think a lot of these people are living in their own hell, no matter where they're at. Mm-hmm. So at least there's that. If yeah, a guy didn't yeah. commit a murder, there's no chance that, you know, there's no justice there. Yeah. For anybody. Right. Yeah. No, I, I'm completely on board with, right. with all that. I just thought right. it was it's a great question. The more we dig into these cases and the more, I, I just feel like there are more and more, False confessions and innocent oh, yeah. people put in jail. Oh, we got all these innocence projects popping up in every state now. Like I just feel like there's so much of that and that, that we're not careful DNA enough. Thing that broke twenty or twenty five years ago, yeah. and that one attorney who was involved with OJ, I'd know, I'd know his face and I'd know his name if I heard it. But he, it became his mission to use mm-hmm. DNA to, to to prove these folks hadn't done these crimes. Yeah, and which that is pretty stunning. It is, and that happens a lot. And now yeah. we're also seeing the familial DNA where. If I submit my DNA to 23andMe and they have, let's say they have um, DNA from the uh, Zodiac killer and they find out he's related to me, then they could solve the case that way. That's how they solved the Golden State killer case. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Like, like, yes, it is. It's awesome that we're getting this justice, but how far of a violation of privacy is that? Well, that's a great There's so many ethical questions that come up with this stuff. I'm sure you have to know. Like, I I did 23andMe, and you definitely know when you send it in, like, at a certain point, well, you better not be a murderer or rapist, (laughs) you know, and you better hope that your family members aren't because, you know, I, you know, I love being involved in that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's always a choice. Like, I guess you choose to do it just like these phones. When everybody talks about the, uh, you know, the ridiculous uh, getting the vaccine and how they were going to implant a chip chip and track us. Like, no, motherfucker, we carry these phones around and put every bit of our personal information in it every single day, a hundred times. Like, there's no need to chip us. Yeah, you're tagging yourself in D.C. in January 6th. We don't (laughs) need to know you had the (laughs) shot. So so we're all choosing a (laughs) tiny shot of dopamine every day for all of our information. Yeah, right. I completely agree. It's, it's kind of funny though. You'd mentioned that uh, the the podcast from the Georgia guy and how um, sort of everything opened up once he started talking about it. But a lot of these cold case shows that I watch, you do see a lot of people that were like, "Well, the police just never talked to me, and you mm. know, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't go come forward." But it is amazing how much just a little bit of publicity helps so many of these old cases, and yeah. you can find all kinds of stuff. So I think a lot of them are solvable. I think so too, and. 
man, people talk so much. Yes, like, yeah, it's you mentioned living in their own hell. It's people aren't just going to sit on that information. They're going to share that with somebody. It's just a yes. matter of, oh, yes. do you believe it? Who are you sharing it with? Right. And then is anybody going to tell the police? Yeah. Right. Cause the police may not know who you told, like they're going to, and also a lot of the, like this one I'm looking into in Harlan. And as far as I know, the police are doing okay on the case. Now it started kind of bumpy, but how many of these are they trying to solve? Like, it's not like they're veteran um, homicide detectives in these small towns, <laughs> right. right? Like for sure. most of them, they sure. do a handful in their lifetime. So how good. are you going to get good at it? And that's the thing too. Like you've got great point. You're funding three probably town cops. Yep. One of those guys doesn't have time to spend six hours a day going through cold case files. Yeah, like they're right. going to get the drunk at the liquor store or, yep. or whatever. I mean, they're busy or busy ish. I mean, yeah, these aren't the guys that should be doing this anyway. Right. Yeah. But they end up doing it. It's amazing. Yeah. So uh, I'll ask both of you guys. This is an easy one. Um, Ray and Jamie, if you were in a true crime, if you were ever on Dateline, would you be the murderer or the murdery? Would you be dead by murder or would you have lost your shit and murdered somebody? Ray, you can go first. Uh, unfortunately, I'd probably be the murdery. Murdery? Yeah. Really? So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, any reason why? or just? I have no plans on killing anyone. There's really <laughs> no one that I, you know. No, and I don't know that anyone's mad enough at me to make me a murderee. So, but I, I don't know. I just don't see myself murdering. I, even a crime of passion. I mean, I you know I don't know. Well, I've always I mean, said I the, it could happen. But yeah, these guys that oh, nobody, you're not going to be with me. Fuck that. I'm not going yeah. to jail for anybody. No, 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 no chance. No. How about you, Jamie? Yeah, I think I'm going to be the falsely accused person oh, on Dateline because worst. of my Google history. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Like if, if my, <laughs> something funny. happens to my wife, I'm done because yeah. of how that much I've Googled different funny. ways to get oh, away with murder or ways to hide bodies or whatever. I'm done. Oh, like the famous, That's a great answer, Jamie. The lady that just wrote the book, How to Get Away with Murder yeah. and yeah. Murder, murder Her Husband. husband. Yeah. 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 Me, that's probably not the best look. Yeah, oh, it's not gosh. at all. Yeah, it's, and and that's the thing, too. If you're ever considering murdering your wife, you can't host a podcast about yeah. murder. Yeah, that's uh, I, I gave up that right when I started the podcast. Right. You, you literally just said out loud, "Well, guess I'm never going to murder my wife." Yeah, that's where going. we're at. Oh, yeah, Lord, I, Lord. that's going to happen. Yeah. That's a podcaster is going to be accused of murder or actually yeah. commit a murder. Yeah. So I don't know that it's happened yet. Like somebody hosting a crime show or at least a popular one, but that's going to happen. Yeah. I, I'm with you guys. I think uh, murdery, I, I, you know, it, it's in me if need be, but not under normal circumstances. Like it would have to be like, mm -hmm. you know, the wife cheating, I, you know, I'd be mad, but I'm not, I don't want to go to prison mad. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, you know, maybe punch a guy and you know, some of that stuff, but I, I'm not going to prison unless and I don't know Ray's full rap sheet, but I feel like <laughs> if you're going to start killing people that there are going to be signs of violence for the most, um, for 99% oh, of these people. That's right. I, yeah. No, that's much sure, earlier sure than yeah. no, younger than we are. You don't pull out at yeah, 43 and you're like, like it's murder in time. Now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I think that's yeah. very true. And, and you probably see that with your show. I mean, yeah. whether it's, you know, the, quintessential you know killing cats as a kid or yep. whatever it is you do see that a lot yes killing animals, animals wetting the bed beyond a reasonable age and starting fires or like the th the mcdonald triad those are I, I, the yeah, three I like know about the bed wedding but yeah. i definitely knew about fires i wonder what the bed wedding a lot of that's usually the result of Childhood some kind of probably. abuse some kind of sexual yeah. abuse oh, wow. but usually those three factors if you have all three of them then you're, it, you're, you're in bad shape somebody needs to intervene now how about yeah. that so yeah. that would be profiling, but not unfair yeah. profiling. Right, right. Yeah. That's very interesting. Wow. So, uh, what the bed? Me? Yeah. I was never a bedwetter. No? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You? Jamie? 
It's a personal question. Where <laughs> that's a little bit of a no, not bed that. No, I did sleep on a water bed. Does that count? Is there, are those still a thing? Uh, I don't even really know. Not a thing. Yeah, I don't know why. Do still I, periodically I never, see those? Yeah, yeah. I never Real slept rarely. on one. But I yeah, had one were. in high school. I thought I was the greatest person ever in my Same. shanty. Well, they became popular when Hugh Hefner said he slept on a water bed. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, nice. So. um Jamie, I know you famously listening to your show, you struggle as I think we all do when the cases involve children. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're tough to watch, especially oh, you're seeing these pictures, these little kids from the eighties and you're just like, yeah, they were murdered. Yeah. It is very it's hard. Yeah. Do you guys and Ray, I'll ask you too. I know you're probably not as big of a true crime head, of course, as Jamie, maybe not even as much as myself, but is there any, but you probably, you, you follow the news. So is there any like cases in the news that like the hardest thing you've ever seen as far as a true crime case or a case in the news of, I mean, the obvious ones, I mean, Dahmer, that's a, yeah, that was tough. Was, I mean, you know, parts in your freezer. And, yeah. You know, there, there was do. the thing that amazes me is then he just goes to work. Yeah. And like he worked in a candy shop or something yeah. <laughs> and he just goes to work and people at work interact with him, and he's got kids heads in his freezer. I yeah. Mean, come on, man. I will say we covered that. And there was a point in that episode where we just had to take a break. We were like, we need a minute. And we haven't had to do that very often. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty intense. And can you find people who work with him were like, I mean, he was a little eccentric, but he was Yeah, okay. he was just he was just weird guy. He was a weird guy. He didn't think he was going to kill anybody. Yeah, and then hide their body parts in his freezer. And in food, right? Like the neighbors were eating some of the, the chili and stuff? Or is that my confusing uh, that with another case? I don't know if that's okay. Yeah. I, I think know. there were rumors of that, but it was never substantiated. Okay. okay. Mm. Good Lord. So, Jamie, for you, what's the hardest case that you would say, I guess, maybe on your show that uh, that you guys have covered that you were just like, man, this is a lot? Yeah, I'm trying to pull up his name, but it, it was a very similar story. And again, we've done like 300 of these, so I forget names. Right. But he actually had a cookbook of oh, recipes geez. with, and it was all with kids. Oh, like, no. Mostly boys. So definitely a Democrat then. Gross, <laughs> and it was, <laughs> it was this gross, gross, QAnon power. No, gross uh, dude. Wow. It was bad. So that's just that's just a twisted individual. I mean, that's just sociopathic. Yeah, I mean, you're making your dinner recipe with children. Fuck, yeah, it was lot. like little wow. little kitty stew, and like it oh, was because he was obviously um, deranged. Nathaniel Barjona was his name. Oh, I listened to yeah. your show on yep. Barjona. Yeah, yep. wow, that was tough. That's and there tough. there have been a couple that. I've started to research and just said, nope, not doing that one. <laughs> oh, yeah? So, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a lot, man. And even just watching some of the shows on ID, you know, and they're pretty relatively edited to the point where they're not being super disturbing graphic, graphic but it's still too much. I mean, yeah. you're the, oh, God, there was one I was watching the other night. And again, I, I don't plan for these shows. I just throw shit out there. But there was this crazy mother and she just kept her daughter, who was, I guess, her least favorite child, tied up under the table. Mm. Just, mm. you know, 20 hours a day, just tied up under the kitchen table. And then eventually murdered her. Eventually she had shot her. She survived the gunshot wound laying in the floor, just healed miraculously. And then the mother, she was just like, please just let me go. Just let me, I'll leave home. I'll go whatever, find a, anything. And the mother said, well, I can let you go, but I have to take the bullet out because that's evidence. So just took a knife, 
pulled the bullet out and, and the daughter eventually after like three weeks still laying in the floor, oh God, completely available for medical attention and just, you know, and, and died. And it was, it was too much. Now, how awful is it that mm. I've never even heard that story before oh God, and I've covered all these, like, yeah, what kind of so awful world do we live in that that's not something everybody knows about? There's so yeah. many. Yeah. There I should so try to find that one. Yeah, please do. You, know, you can check it out. But and there it was, have been some great movies. I mean, when you think about <sighs> yeah. Silence of the Lambs or, um, I mean, Sling Blade, his whole, you oh, know, yeah. his whole way that he was raised. And I mean, and most of those things, the more we dig into this, and especially, I used to watch Criminal Minds all the time. Like every Criminal Minds episode is based off something that really happened. Sure. And right. most of these movies are too, at least yeah. to a degree. I think yeah. to a degree they sure are. Yes. That's right. It makes it that yeah. much harder to watch. And is there, um, is there a vein of intellect in some of these people? A lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them are. Yeah hyper-intelligent, and their yeah. emotions aren't there to support that, so they don't That's know what to do with it. That's yeah. interesting. So they murder. Yeah. Yeah. And or rape. And or, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Not exclusive. Do you guys have a favorite villain? And I'll tell you mine first, since you don't know your answer and you're thinking about it. My wife and I were watching this guy, and I guess he was like a, a neighborhood rapist. And Jesus. <laughs> so your favorite villain, and, I, and I, I just referenced this guy because I guess part of his thing was, part of his shtick, was that when it was over, he would sit with them for a while and tell them, like, this is what you need to do so this doesn't happen again. You're going to have to keep your windows locked. You you want to get a deadbolt. And and, and you, I do recommend, like, you should go get a gun. You should learn how to use it. You should keep some pepper spray by the bed. He would give them helpful advice wow. post-rape. And I just thought, that's a fucked up person. Wow. Like, He's doing this, ruining their life. And then he's going to tell them, look, I'm going to help you this. So this doesn't happen again. Wow. This was a recent, this was like an ID channel. That is show insane. Just this week. Bizarre. Yeah, it was. That is bizarre. Just unbelievably strange. So not favorite in this term of, I like this person, but like a favorite as in that stands out or a villain that just that you guys have heard of. Like, and this was kind of just sticks with me. Yeah. It's more like an anti-hero thing, but like sure, the sure, story yes. of DB Cooper who oh, yeah. oh, robbed fan. a plane, yeah, jumped yeah. off the plane. and was never, never seen, seen again. again. Yeah. Yeah. He and got that, away. Right. Definitely got away. He either got away or he died when sure. he jumped. Um, I say got away. Yeah, I, I want to think he got yeah, away. There, such a, such there a are a story, lot of yeah. people that are still like fully investigating that. And oh, that I'm sure. They'll come out with something and be like, oh, we know who it is, but it never is. It will be at some point, I think. Yeah, um, yeah nobody died as far as we know in that story. Right. But there was a villain who committed a crazy crime and got away with it. Right. So, yeah. Well, yeah, he, he could one, actually, yeah. he's actually a little heroic. Yeah. Almost like the a Leonardo bit, DiCaprio yeah. character. Get yeah. back at the man. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like it is fun to root for those guys. You know that was a real person, right? Catch yes. me if you can. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. And he works for the CIA. He does, yeah. yeah. Which is a great story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of those profilers, there's probably a fine line between yeah, yeah between yeah. it was either killer or this. Yes. And yes. my mom that. loved me, so I'm here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because you gotta be willing to go pretty deep into psychology to, you know, investigate some of that stuff. Right. Like you're kind of saying he's yeah. some creepy dudes. A lot going on. So, Ray, you'd mentioned uh, DNA earlier. One of these things I'm fascinated about, and Jamie, so Ray mentioned DNA. Jamie, you mentioned the Golden State Killer. It's weird now that because DNA is so prevalent and you're seeing all these grandpas go to jail for these old, mm. you know, rapes and murders. Isn't it crazy? Like when you're seeing all these like little old grandpas going to jail and you just think like, now I can't go into Kroger without thinking, Oh gosh, oh, I bet that old guy was a brutal murderer. There's the Zodiac <laughs> yeah, self checkout. Isn't it weird? Like, yeah. So, mm. uh, I don't know if you guys saw the headline, but the, the Emmett Till murder, 
Oh, the yeah. two men were arrested and acquitted because of, you know, institutional racism. So the woman who initially had reported him as having hit on her or whatever, there was an arrest warrant for her that was signed back when that happened. They yeah. found it last month. Oh, wow. Uh, and now they're trying to execute the search woman warrant on this 80-something-year-old woman for telling her husband to kill Emmett Till 60, 70 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Is it ever too late to do the right thing? I, I mean, no. that's the question. Like, is I mean, it's hard to watch. I don't think she's a risk to society at this point. Sure. But right. does she at this point in her life need to pay for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I the say topic yes. of true, true crime, yeah. some of those old Nazis, which they're pretty much all dead now, but there were like 90 and 92 and 94 year old Nazis who would get a death sentence or a life sentence. Yeah. Yeah. So many of those, sentence. so yeah. many of those, uh, not, yeah, a little old man, yeah. 90 years old, but you know, he, he's been hiding at his farmer for 40 yeah, years. Exactly. And we figured exactly. out he was a Nazi. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Crazy. Right. War crimes. I, I don't know. War crimes are different because I think that is almost a different kind of crazy. Because most of those guys aren't also going to just randomly murder people. This yeah, is at fair. the direction of the leader of your country. Yeah, and that you is feel, a little bit of a distinction. I, you know, I, I hate Nazis as much as any Jew. But <laughs> at the same time, like, it is it is different to be a part of something like that as opposed to... War crimes are different, I think, than like the regular true crime stuff probably that you see mostly. There's a quote. I like it. Yeah. That needs to be a t-shirt. <laughs> I hate, I hate Nazis like the rest of us Jews. But, but, oh, man. Oh, that's great. So in my experience watching the true crime shows and even listening to your podcast, people make a lot of bad decisions. Like there's, again, a lot of crimes happen and it's, you know, wrong place, wrong time. But a lot of crimes happen and people were just really stupid. Like, do you have advice for folks listening to not end up on your show? That's a great question. I think if people like listened or investigated true crime stuff more, they would learn like, oh, wow, maybe I shouldn't meet this stranger I met on this app in this dark alley like he wants me to. Like, I don't, people will just randomly uh, trust strangers, which is awful. And we saw right. like Ted Bundy would like act hurt and ask a woman to help him into a car. And that's how he would kidnap him or whatever. Like, Maybe at that time, you don't know that's a thing that people do. Yeah. We now know. We do, yes. Little we kids, do. like the stranger danger stuff that happened in the 80s. We we know that most people that assault kids are somebody they know, but still, let's not leave our kids alone down at the right. down at the skating rink at you, you 12 o'clock when it's closed. Right. A lot of bad parenting gets involved in that. Yeah, it does. Now, there's right. plenty of you know kids that get in trouble for other reasons, bad family members, yeah. et cetera. But yeah, a lot of it is... Not the best parenting. Right. Yeah, most of it's just common sense, and yeah, I it's mean, common sense. That's true. most people have extreme lack of common sense. Bingo. So, so that I think that's where they get into falling into the stupid traps, and it's so hard to to watch when we're covering a case where somebody does that. You just like just like listen to a podcast, read a book, do something, and you wouldn't have done this. Right. Be yeah. a parent. Yeah. Be a yeah. parent. There was one, there was a lady that was dating a guy. I keep referencing the random ID shows that I watch, but she was, uh, she was dating a sex offender and bad stuff happened. And I thought to myself, listen, lady, if you choose to, yeah, sure. if you're going to date, I think and married a sex offender, you lose the right to be mad when he does bad things to your family. Quagmire. Right. <laughs> you may want to put some things in place. Right. You to may prevent that. Say, this is what I'm going to do since I know you're a registered sex offender. I'm not going to marry you and bring you into the house with yeah. my six children. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, a lot of a lot of extreme common sense involved in yeah. no, not ending up on common sense. Not yeah. ending up on 
That's know, very true. True crime cast. Um, let's see. Do you listen to other podcasts? You know what, what I'm like? Are you cheating on me? That's where I really listen to another <laughs> true crime podcast. Not one. You're the only true uh, crime podcast I've listened to. I've cheat now because like I only listen pretty much to um, mine, yours, and Conan's. So that's okay. all I yeah, listen. to. I mean, to. that's kind of the big three. Yeah, I, I, I think so. <laughs> yeah, it's like extreme common sense. Conan needs a friend and true crime. Yeah, podcast. I like and that. I, I should good. listen to your other one, but I just don't find myself with that much free time yeah. to listen. I should literally put it on when I'm working from home and just put stuff on in the background, but I don't, or I would find myself too engaged. And, yeah, that's and the, then not working. So. Same. Like, did I tell you, Raymond's? Uh, my son and I are driving up to the Adirondacks, New York State. My wife's already up there. And he said, Dad, here's an idea. We'll start at episode one and listen to all 42 of your podcasts. I'm like, Ray, either that will be murderer or murdering. Or you're murdering. We really need those numbers, I, I though. That would be great. I don't think that's a great idea. It's 42 downloads in one like day. That. Yeah. Are let's you, ball. You guys keep chatting. Do you mind if I... Make a quick exit. I've got a, a dinner plan. I've never done this, but I promise I'm going to listen to your top 10. Well, on let's do the do your joke of the day so we can say oh, thanks. I was going to defer to Jamie. Okay, did so you, Jamie wants to, to do, do the wrap. favorite joke? I, I have a joke of the day. Okay, All that's right. cool. All yeah. right. Because well, I told like three last week's episodes. I, I, I stole the hog. I, I stole the limelight a bit. Okay. I well, always like to defer if a guest has a joke. Yes. Okay. You guys uh, big golfers? Yeah, enough. Yeah, enough. Yeah, well, I've invented a golf ball that'll automatically... Go in the hole if it gets within six inches. Okay. You guys excited about that? Yeah. yeah. I found out the hard way that there's one rule. Don't put it in your back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty nice. Joke of the day like brought that. to you by Brewery Upon. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. This is the type of quality. we. I mean, we've made him hundreds of thousands of dollars, I think, with the, the, the Brewery Upon joke of the day. So he should be thanking us, but we'll thank him anyway. Sure. Aaron, thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you. And and Jamie, I wouldn't mind doing a few more minutes of show. Yeah. Well, I think we got like 10, 12 more minutes left. So if, if Ray takes off, we could Sounds just great. talk some crew, yeah. true crime we'll for a minute, and then yeah. I'll do the Jamie, top 10. Yep. Great, great to see you, man. man. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry I have to run out. But. Ray, good seeing you. Keeping family Don't cash that happy. check until next week. Oh, is that the, oh, no true crime? <laughs> no, okay. Just and that, is that fair? Don't cash that check till <laughs> Don't cash that check till later. <laughs> All right. I will be in touch, Tristan. Ray, we'll man. see you next week. All right. Thanks, brother. All right, man. And so so now uh continue. Now this is this is the first moment of the show without Ray. So how about that? That's crazy. Yeah. So I think uh what if we let's just fire Ray. So Ray's now out. He's he's left the studios. So we're done with him. So it's just me and you now. Forever. As the new co-host yeah. of Extreme Common Sense. With, with Trisden and Jamie. Jamie and Trisden. Mm, mm. I beat you to it. I think I got you. I was going. I was going there. <laughs> I think we both saw that opportunity. Nice. Oh, man. So here's one for you, man. What? And this doesn't necessarily have to be from your true crime experience. It could just be based on your fear. Worst way to die. Yeah, I've always thought suffocation of some kind just because it takes a while, yeah. uh, drowning, being strangled. Of course, if you're strangled and they cut off the blood flow, that's pretty quick. But just smothering of some kind. I don't know why, but I always get most panicked when I lose my breath. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, that would not be great. Like the buried alive thing. Yeah. Or, yeah. Ooh, it's yeah. so scary. Yeah. What about you? Oh, gosh. You know what? You almost stole my, I think maybe, I always think of the medieval stuff. Like I think- being burned alive, oh would have yeah, to be pretty miserable, or like stoned, like because you're taking a lot of rocks before yeah. you probably get knocked out. Yeah, so like any of the slow ways that are also painful. Yeah, yeah, you know, all that just sounds you drawn and quartered. 
Yeah. That's a lot. Just like, decapitate me. Bizarre. Just get it over with. Yeah. Unbelievable. Look at this. Another another co-host coming in. This is like podcast palooza dude, here. Grab the mic. Have a seat. Everybody welcome John from there, True there Crimecast. John from True Crimecast. We're now. talking about true crime and uh I'm in my old seat. Look at this. It feels comfortable. Man, I see I feel like now, like I kind of think of Jamie just more of a friend than as a podcaster, and I think of you as more of a podcaster because I've just heard your voice. Now because nobody like, likes you. Yeah, like I just I need <laughs> autographs now. Now I'm like, oh, I want to autograph True Crime Cast t shirt while you guys are both here. Just coming to finalize a camera deal. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I do sell things on Facebook Marketplace. So see that. Yeah. If you'd have messaged me, I'd have brought it with me today. Yeah. You, you could literally have it. Prime Day happened yesterday. So oh, okay. I'm tapped out. Low on Fair funds. Enough. No doubt. Uh, so, John, uh, how would you not like to die? Worst oh, way man. to die. Worst way to die for me would be in a fire or drowning. Yeah. yeah. I think both are equally as bad. Probably yeah. fire would be worse. I think I'm with you. I think fire. I think drowning would suck just for the panic. Yeah. And then you're probably done. Yeah. But fire is going to just fucking yeah. hurt. It's yeah. going to hurt really bad for a long time. Yeah. That's no good at all. I should have stayed at the skating rink. I didn't know we were talking about worst way to die. Yeah, we, we try to get as graphic and awful as possible. You've already missed some of the rape discussion, so. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Mm. Jamie, what else you got? Yeah, so when I was texting you, I was thinking about, like, there are a lot of discussions going on right now about the ethics of true crime. Like, is it entertainment? Is it journalism? How do you interact with the families of people who have been killed? What are the rights of the accused when you talk about them? And there's just a lot of that happening right now. A lot of families are speaking out against people that are using their loved one for entertainment. And honestly, to me, it is entertainment and it's storytelling. And there are times when we advocate and we try to support people and we're always out there to seek justice, but people listen because they enjoy it. So those ethical questions of how much to cover, how much not to cover, John and I have kind of made the decision. We're not going to go down the gory road. We're not going to glorify any crime. We're not going to uh, victim blame in any way. What are the other problem? What are, what other things are other podcasters doing that may not be okay? Or what, or is there anything we're doing that may not be okay? That's a good question because I, I literally heard the comment recently that, it could become basically porn for psychopaths yeah. if it's not done very cautiously. So, yeah, I mean, you obviously are not trying to provide ideas for the next serial killer and, you know, good raping ideas for the next rapist. So it is kind of tricky between saying, Hey, be careful for this, watch out for that. And also like hoping that the bad guys aren't listening. It's, yeah. it's very tricky. I, I'm sure that is, and you know, haven't listened to your show. And I think maybe even the podcast space is a little better because you're not showing a bunch of graphic pictures and you know, and that type of thing. So maybe a little easier for you guys than say some of the TV shows that you're just showing family members bodies right. every week. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. And there are some other podcasts that do go into much more graphic detail than we do. And there are some that are pretty irreverent about it. Like they're, I can think of a few top podcasts that are hosted by comedians, but they talk about crime and it's right. a lot of laughing. Yeah. Not super comfortable with that. Yeah, I think that's what people like, though. People like the graphic content. Our best TikTok video over on True Crimecast is a video of a father shooting a sexual predator. In the head, the and, actual oh, video. This and is the old news footage. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's great. And, I mean, it is by far the best numbers-wise TikTok video that's we have. That's a good so point. I think that proves that people 
seek this out. They enjoy it. Yeah. I'm surprised you can even put that on TikTok. It was, what do they call it when it was like censored? You have to hit a button to you, watch it anyway. It says there's oh, graphic nice. content. Oh, that's amazing. You have to click to view. So we can't even see how many views there have been, but there was a lot of likes on that video. Yeah. Nice. So do you guys, uh, well, I've got you both here. Do you guys have a favorite true crime cast uh, episode that, and maybe uh, different for both of you guys that you would recommend if you're jumping on the space and you're checking out true crime cast for the first time, which would be your recommendation and your recommendation of what you would listen to? Yeah. I talked about DB Cooper earlier as being one of my favorite cases that we've covered. However, that was really early. That was broom closet days. That was Jamie and John. That was like first 10 episodes, I think. I think we've got a lot of stuff going on recently um, that that has been really good. And there are just times, I don't know if you and Ray feel this, but there are times when we're done we're like, that went, that was good. And yeah. there are other times when we're like, no, uh, we do not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. But we're, we do hope to at one, one point achieve that feeling. No, I always feel um, like we, when we hit the right cases, we can kind of tell what the good ones are. But DB Cooper probably over the course of time is my favorite and I am going to scroll through and find some recent ones as well. Um, we've also been able to go and share some things over on uh, Chris Jericho's podcast. And oh, we mentioned Nathaniel Barjota. So cool. Like we covered that one over there and that was creepy. Um, and we covered another one over there that we had never done on True Crime Cast until just a few weeks ago. And that was the story of a guy. And again, I, I don't like the graphic stuff, but this guy would kidnap prostitutes, put them on a plane fly them out to the woods in Alaska and hunt them. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's like a real it. life, most dangerous game situation. Yeah. yeah. And that was fascinating to me. So I'll say that that was, I don't know, the most unbelievable, not, not even unbelievable over the top case yeah. that we've covered. It does sound like one of those things that would be Hollywood only, that wouldn't be something that people could do in reality and get away with it. One of the cases that sticks out to me for whatever reason is the case of Madeline McCain. She's missing, missing little girl out of England. And uh, I think it's England. Her parents were the last known people to see her alive. They were on vacation. Her parents went out for dinner, left her and a younger sister in their room for the night. And when they came back, Madeline was gone. Uh, Cadaver dogs have smelled a cadaver in the parents' car but nobody's been charged. Parents are still presumed innocent. But to me, it's a it's a really interesting mystery, and I'd love to see justice for her. And wow. there's there's been some stuff come up about that one recently with some more updates to the parents and a serial killer. I think was arrested and confessed to it, which again, false confessions. We but see that all the time. Yeah. yeah, that that was a crazy one. Robert Hansen was the name of mine. He uh, Robert flew, Hansen. Yeah, he flew people out and killed them. Wow. But we eventually did cover that just on True Crimecast. So that's on our feed now, as of about a month ago. And that really, um, so yeah, so guys, if you're listening, I want all three of you to go check out True Crime Cast. You're really going to like that. But I think the what was the 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 Netflix show um, to uh, making a murder making a murder really really shined a light on how they get these false confessions. And I think before that we didn't really see. We just thought, well, if somebody's going to say they did it, they obviously did it. And now we see like they're bringing in people that are borderline special. They're you know uh, depriving sleep and food and water, and these people think they're just going to go home. Man, it's it opened my eyes a ton to it see It did. And the the techniques they use, the read technique is the famous one that they're trying to outlaw where you're, the technique is not to get somebody to tell the truth that they don't want to tell, it's to tell me what I want you to tell me. Right. And that's there's so many false confessions out there and the more 
we researched that again, those are the cases where we bash the police, right? Like, sure. Where, but they, in their mind, I think they're trying to get, they're just doing their job. They, and think, they think, I know you did it and you're going right. to tell me. Yeah. So who's to step in and say, this is the right way to do it the wrong way. And when can we allow a confession? It's also interesting that police can straight up lie to yeah. whoever they're interviewing. Yes. And so is that now changing though, in some spots? I, I don't know. It could definitely be, but you know, if you tell me, John, your fingerprints are everywhere, I'm going to be like, well, I mean, I might have been there, but yeah. I don't, you know. Yeah, it definitely changes things. It does. definitely would yeah. say stuff that you normally wouldn't say. or Like think. Jamie said that y'all did this together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that motherfucker, no, I did <laughs> yeah. not. He was all him. And next thing you know, you're both, you know, yeah, you're you both in prison. Yeah, you each other, yeah. Yeah, I tell you, one of the shows that you guys did that was so haunting to me, and I always do this, I don't know the name of it, but it was uh, The Little Girl from the Land Before Time. Oh yeah, yeah. God, what a amazing and horribly sad story that is. Yeah, and again with the kids, I can't ever. It's too much. That. Yeah, but it's you know just this little uh, you know little star. She was just gonna go do great things and had a crazy dad and kind of took her out. And that's a, again, that's a story that usually you find out when famous people get killed. But she was still a child actress. She was doing a lot of things and. Another one of those things that it had been reported to social workers and John's a social worker. And we have conversations all the time of, did they act in earnest here? Were they doing the right thing and it just went wrong or did they mess up? Um, And not that that should ever, the blame shouldn't fall on those people. Cause if you kill somebody, that was you that killed somebody. Sure. But how could we change things to let it not happen again? Yeah. God bless you for being a social worker, man. That's not, can't be the easiest job every day. It's a, uh, it's interesting for sure. Yeah. Every day is different. Yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, man. Do you guys have anything else before we kind of wrap up? Thank yeah. our sponsors. Thanks and, for letting me crash. I dude, thanks for jumping this in. Is it's pretty a cool. Very happy accident. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Nice to get to meet you yeah. on air. It would have been cool to off air, been able to shake. Feels hands like with. I know you, but well, yeah, same to met. you. I've heard you now yeah. for like three, four years. Well, now so John's going to have to leave before we get off the air. So you can't talk and meet each other. Yeah. That's it. So we'll never meet <laughs> except <laughs> in this space. That would be funny. John only actually exists on air. He's not that's a real true. person. Not a real My wife would appreciate that for sure. I just, I just have two voices that I use, Jamie and John. Nice. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Once we got Ray out of here, you could let the yeah. secret out. So, yeah, yeah it's pretty. Go. It's funny watching you even switch seats to go back to back on the mic. It is. Like it that. is. It's I'm pretty, swift. Pretty cool. Cool Papa Bell, we said at the beginning yeah. of the show. I so like quick. it. Nice. So, okay, so uh, we do a little thing. And, John, if you have a favorite joke, man, feel free. We do a little homegrown comedy at the end of this show. Um, I do a, a top ten list because Ray tells me he likes them, and then I don't really like doing them because they're a lot of work and only – Average funny, but uh, I do. This is a Bad Wolf Gaming top 10 list. Like to thank our friends at Bad Wolf Gaming. Uh, check them out at uh, 711 Chestnut Street in Berea at 859 646 6061. You guys with all your kids, you go up there, birthday parties now. A lot of cool stuff going on. Stopped by there last week and bought two Stranger Things uh, Funko Pops that I couldn't find anywhere else. Look at that. Yeah. Sammy yeah. told me about that, and I'm ready to go check it out. So, yeah. yeah, awesome. Cool. So, yeah, highly recommend. Check them out. And then uh, the joke of the day that Ray did earlier. And then maybe Jamie also is going to do brought to you by my buddy, Aaron at bad wolf gaming wolf, bad wolf. No shit. Berea pawn. Check him out at buckshot and lead.com. 107 clay drive in Berea. You guys both gun guys. Yeah. So yeah. Do you ever yeah. check out the gun selection at Berea pawn? I have. Uh, I bought some there. Very yep. nice. Yep. Uh, and pretty I, often. Yeah. So you guys know Aaron's good guy and uh, guns, ammo and furniture. You need freaking furniture. They've gotten uh, like Wayfair stuff. So it's new. It's not used like some of these uh, cheaper places that you go and like the um, the stores, like the rent to own stores. Like it's all new, fresh, put together, nice 
three four thousand dollar couches for like a fraction of that so i bought a I bed bought, there during covid and it was like he just left it outside and i just dropped the money and left. it was a really easy dude, transaction awesome. it was good i bought to go. a 12 foot tall pre-lit christmas tree that was going to cost a fortune from there i won't tell the price but it was nice that is awesome <laughs> yeah, yeah and you never know what you're going to find and it changes yep. every week with pal so check out my buddy aaron again he is at uh, 107 clay drive and buckshot and lead.com so uh, Jamie, before you do your joke, I'll make you close the show. I'm going to do this top 10 list. Uh, it's a true crime related top 10 list. Top 10 smart life moves to stay out of true crime stories. Top 10 smart moves to stay off a of dateline and out of true crime cast. Number 10, don't date a known sex offender. Uh, number nine, leave them the first time they try to murder you. Not the second, because people, they wait. Yeah. No, leave the first time. Number, They're getting better at it. They yeah. are. Number eight, don't leave the bar with strangers. You see that far too often. Ladies, please, don't leave the bar with guys you don't know. Number seven, don't date violent felons. Also in the same vein, use a little common sense. If they're violent felons, they're also going to be mean to you. Number six, never drink wine handed to you by Bill Cosby. I just think it's just always safe advice. A great idea. Yeah. Number five, when people brag about being murderers, believe them. I'm watching some true crime lately and the guy's bragging about murder. I was a uh, silly Jimmy. He's, yeah. Believe the people that brag about being murderers. Number four, if you have a mystery illness, a doctor can explain your spouse is poisoning you. Stop eating their food every time. Number three, don't marry OJ Simpson. <laughs> Number two, <laughs> Ladies, never, ever jog. <laughs> and the number one top 10 smart life moves to stay out of true crime cast and dateline. Don't be female. Yeah. Poor females. They, they've just got it much worse than we do. I can only picture Jim Carrey in my head during the scene in Liar Liar when the guy calls in. Johnny's ran over an ATM and gets Sheen again and needs your legal advice. Jim Carrey, stop breaking the law, a hole. <laughs> That's very good. That's very much it. Indeed. So, Jamie, you've got a... Well, I told a joke about a golf ball. I'll give you one more. You did. Give us another one. Give us two jokes. I forgot that that was pre-Ray. It feels like we're doing a whole new show now. What's brown and rhymes with Snoop? Dr. Dre. Oh, nice. Oh, there you go. That's pretty good. Tristan, do you know the difference between toilet paper and wallpaper? No. Gross, man. <laughs> it's I get complaints every day from my house guests. You know, that's not appropriate, Trisden. And I say, you know, I like to wipe on the wallpaper. All right, guys. So thank you so much. It was a blast having both you guys in. John, it was nice meeting you. Jamie, it's nice uh, getting to see you again. Always and, uh, fun. Yeah, thanks to Troy at Front Porch Studios. Thanks to Nate at Stove Leg Media, who would also be happy that you guys are here. Is also like, you're like probably the grand poobah of Stove Leg Media, and we're like, Little little cousin at the bottom, but we're still happy to all be under the same umbrella. Be great, be great if right. Nate was here. He's in Europe. Is he still how's, there? How's that working? Is he still there? We need to talk about that off the air. Yeah, I was just telling Jamie. Some... I called Jamie specifically yeah. to say somebody's not getting paid enough yeah. if if he is in you know Europe for a month and a half. I got to ask some hard questions. Nate on a true crime cast one Dude, day. <laughs> he needs a day job. I, I don't like his his lifestyle. I'm, I'm mad about it. He, he he has some explaining to do. So thanks to Nate as always, just playing, and uh, thanks to Troy at Front Porch. Couldn't do it without you producing these shows, Troy and uh, John, Jamie, true crime cast and bless their hearts uh, i hope everybody's listening i know it's some entertaining stuff so guys thanks again and take care thanks for listening to extreme common sense with tristan and ray we hope you had fun and look forward to taking on another topic next week